The Clary Podcast is brought to you by uh, academiccomposition.com. Go there if you don't want to write your liberal arts papers. Because why would you? Nobody wants to. Even the liberal arts majors don't want to write their papers. They just want to graduate with their degree and then think that they're going to be lucky and score a six-figure government job. But that's not going to happen to them either. Anyway, go to academiccomposition.com and have Alex and his crack team of writing staff write your papers for you. If you want to become a writer, contact Alex as well. He pays by the page at a fair market wage. And he also has marketing positions. We just post ads up on Craigslist. Both jobs are incredibly boring. Both jobs are not going to be rewarding. Both jobs are rewarding only in the financial sense that they pay. And you could do them remotely, uh, even from a beach in Thailand. Uh, we have my Amazon affiliate program. If you shop online through Amazon, well, then why don't you go and give the captain some money? Does it cost you any more? So how, does that ha- how can I give the captain money? And it doesn't cost me any more. All you have to do is go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Look for the Amazon banner. It's to the right. It's in the right. Don't tell me it's not there. It's there. I just checked it. Click on that banner. Do all your shopping there. And I get a 6 to 7% commission and cut for sending the traffic to Amazon.com. Doesn't cost you a penny more. <clears throat> Rattlerstrap.com. Check out Rattlerstrap.com if you're looking for a durable belt made by an entrepreneur. Uh, made with power paracord. It's what uh, they use in uh, parachutes, the cord that attaches to parachutes. He he makes belts out of those. InvisibleHandFashion.com. Born out of frustration from the inability of idiotic co-workers and a large leftist shithole to understand basic logic, InvisibleHandFashion.com serves up cold hard facts in both snarky and subtle forms on books, not books, sorry, on clothes, shirts, uh, bags, coffee mugs, that type of thing. They're a merch account. And they have a lot of cool shirts with charts and data and economics. They will certainly start a conversation that's assuming people are smart enough to look at them long enough to figure out what the heck that shirt means. Steve Jerky. Go to Facebook.com slash Steve's Jerky. If you are interested in getting some jerky, it's better than the average jerky, a lot better. Um, he's no longer selling it by the gallon. He invested some better equipment, and he now sells it in five-ounce packs. They sell for $10 a piece, plus five bucks shipping. If you buy three or more, he will cover the shipping, that's facebook.com slash Steve's Jerky and businessbuyeradvantage.com. In order to get ahead and take advantage of tax laws and maximize your lifestyle, you need to be in business for yourself. It's faster, cheaper, easier, and less risky to buy an already successful business than it is to try and do a startup. Access tons of free information about how to go and buy and sell a business at businessbuyeradvantage.com. If you like what you see, you could go deeper by taking the Business Buyer Advantage online course. Use the discount code Clary to get a special price. Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by AssholeConsulting.com, Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. And now, your host... Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. Greetings and salutations. We are back. We're back at the Clary Compound. We're at the recording studio. I uh, I have to agree. Uh, some of the oh, let's turn down the gain here. There we go. Oop, that's not it. There we go. 
some of you in the listening audience said, my gosh, the audio quality is really good. Yeah, because I'm in my recording studio. I decided to take the time, which is an extra couple minutes, to print off the articles that I was going to read and the fan mail and go to my recording studio as opposed to just plug and play, let's go, because I'm in a rush. You see, because life requires discipline. In the olden days, it was rush, 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 go, 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 because that's how you eked out what pathetic small living you might have had. But now, now that everything's on autopilot, now that this freaking boring game of life is on easy mode, now you have to learn a complete, you have to unlearn what you learned before. Yes, go, 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 rush, rush, rush. Now, oh no, calm down, relax, calm down, relax. You, you need to calm down and relax. Well, then why was the whole fucking 30 years of life all rush, 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 go, go, go emergency with the fucking sirens and the alarms and the bells and the tolls and the whistles going off? Brant, 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 brant. Oh, now relax. Now relax. Take it easy. You go, yeah, just sit down. Relax. You know how hard it is to force yourself to relax? You can't do it. The opposite happens. I mean, you, you force yourself to relax. You don't relax. Can't go on autopilot. That's what it is. Autopilot is relaxing. Anyway, what we got here? We got some fan mail. Let's get the fan mail out of the way. Hello, Aaron. <clears throat> this is from Dave and Cam. Hello, Aaron. After watching one of your recent videos and wondering what my missed customers think about my products, I thought I'd share why we did not buy a silver dollar bikini. We are perhaps the ideal target customer. We own a lot of lingerie. Own a lot, but not quite enough silver. Like financial-related novelties, and have silver buy- have a silver buying budget more than sufficient to buy some even silver lingerie. Except silver is cold, really cold. Silver has the best thermal conductance of any. We got some chemist here, some metallurgist, some smart guy. My wife and probably girls in general don't like the. Co- well, too bad for them. Who said this was about them? That's, this is, this, you, you know how, what, do girls really like wearing heels? I understand some girls like to dress up in lingerie. I get that. They like to be pretty, and they're feminine, and they're normal, and they have healthy brains. But the heels, there's a lot of things, a lot of pain that women go, do you think they like dolling themselves up every morning? You think they just don't want to wear a hat and all that? I appreciate what women do. I do. All three of them that put the effort into it. Now you're going to give me the excuse of cold? Uh, uh, really cold. Silver has the best thermal conductance of any metal. My wife and probably girls in general's, general do not like the cold, especially on those parts. Your silver bikini, while clever and interesting, would be a mood-killing heat sink to her. Cheers, David and Cam. Well, I, I, Mr. Metallurgist, why don't you go put it in the oven for a little bit? Why don't you heat it up? Why don't you, you know, rub it in your hands, rub it in your hands. I understand your concerns. No, and, and I believe you are 100% legit and sincere. And you may be the only legit and sincere clients that would have been prospective purchasers of the silver dollar bikini. But I'll tell you the real reason uh, it didn't sell, and that is the sheer percentage of posers in the non-leftist world, uh, in the libertarian conservative, oh, we have great sex. We're the naughty Christians. Yeah, we get it. At- no, you don't. You don't. You plain fucking don't. Not you. Not you. I'm not criticizing you guys. You guys came up with what I believe is an honest... I gave you an honest solution. Let's put it in the oven for a little bit. Heat the silver dollar bikini at 200 degrees for 5 to 10 minutes. Then apply. Uh, But no, the real reason, as I've seen this confirmed and corroborated in other fields, other aspects that have nothing to do with sex, but adventuring, going out, living life, getting out of the house. No. 
it, it it's you guys do not have hot wives. You don't have sexy girlfriends that will do anything you want. You guys are predominantly owned by your women. Um, about the only thing we could say is that you at least advocate not being soy boys and not being pussy men. Uh, but most of you are owned by your women. Most of you are. This whole, not whole, but, and it's not academic, but this whole exercise and what you could say is fighting back against feminism or red pill philosophy or manosphere, whatever you want to call it, it has largely been an exercise in academics, largely been a philosophical or theoretical exercise. We are running tests in a lab. And the, the, what, what percentage of practitioners are out there is very small, very small. And it's cripplingly sad to me that within even my own circle of friends that I think I have uh, the highest standards, you know, when I try to go out and start a, uh, uh, a militia, which is kind of a, a pejorative sounding term, I just wanted to find a group of guys that'd be willing to go and learn to shoot guns, survive, field dress deers, fish, first aid, stuff like that, practice and train, can't find them. Even within my own group of friends. So I can only imagine the stormtroopers and the anti-Jew group and the basement-dwelling virgin insult virgin towels and everyone else who might have followed me back in the day before I alienated. I can only imagine how many of those guys are can able to bench their own weight, know how to line a hook, catch a fish, fillet a fish, put it on a fire. Who can make a fire without a match? And so, whereas, yes, thank you very much to to, to the good wife, Cam. God bless her. God bless her for being a sport. Uh, but that the problem is not the cold. The problem is the people. That is the problem. And then, you know what? You know what? You guys don't like what I got to say. Guess what? Soon you're going to die. And before that happens, soon wives and girlfriends are not going to be hot. That You're not even going to want them to wear it anymore. There is a timeline to this. There are certain things you can and cannot enjoy after and before a certain age. Disney World, for example. How many of you in my listening audience dare want to go to Disney World now? Oh, I would have killed to go to Disney World when I was a kid. Oh, I, I mean, that was, that's where the rich people went. They went to Disney World, and the kids would come back after summer break, and when they put us back into the prison, and then we, they'd have, like, videos and pictures and things, and, oh, I got this, I got Mickey Mouse, there's a picture with me and Goofy and Princess So-and-So, and I'm like, Florida is a foreign country of faraway places and magical lands. That's where the rich people go. Now you couldn't put a bullet in my head to make me go to, to Disney World. And it's the same thing. You get too old, and soon the girlfriends are going to get too old, the wives are going to get too old, and you're just going to lose your sexual attraction to them. You're going to be like, eh. And the same thing's going to happen to you. And forget sex. Forget beauty. Forget hotness. Forget forget passion. How about just physical shape? For Christ's sake, half you people, you can't even walk a mile. All you can do is drive through national parks and look at it. You can't hike it. You guys are, and then you're going to get so fat, your knees are going to start to go, and you're going to need knee replacements because of weight. 
You're going to not be able to walk. You're going to have to get canes. And this is all easily preventable if you just you know, dieted, worked out a little bit, lived a little bit, and then stay at home feeding your goats fucking full of food, watching fucking the, the dragon show with the midget or whatever the hell it was or the post-apocalyptic show with Negan batting people over the head with a baseball bat. Oh, did you see that? Did you? No, I didn't see that. But let me tell you what I saw. I saw all 360 degrees of this lake I ran around that I didn't discover until I found the trail. Oh, silver drum bikini. I mean, I'm all, I'm half joking. I know it was kind of a lark, but I was thinking like, yeah, there's got to be enough. There's got to be. You know who had the balls? You know who had the balls? Fucking Muslims. Fucking Arabs. Those are the guys that had the balls. They're like, damn right, I'm putting my wife in this. <laughs> Three quarters of the Zobadal bikinis either went to an Ahmed or a Mohammed or whoever. And God bless them that it did. God bless them. Or Allah, whoever. Oh, you know, I'm a alpha male and I got a big swinging dick. And, you know, I tell my woman what to tell wife. Uh, uh, you know, uh, that Aaron Clary guy. Aaron Clary! <laughs> Uh, well, um, dear, it, it would it would really mean a lot to me and my rubber spine if if you might put this in. Then on the internet, oh yeah, man, I told my wife what to do and put her in her. Oh, I'm totally alpha. Fuck. <clears throat> Short letter from Bryce, not too far away, and I'm, I won't mention where. He's in a Minneapolis suburb. Here's a Gen X different. You couldn't do this today. I'm just a little older than you, 45. I saw McClintock in English class in the 10th grade, 1988. Bryce in the Twin Cities. Thank you very much, Bryce. Yes, you could not watch that because it's Taming of the Shrew. And we know that when girls come out of the vagina, they're super more intelligent and mature. And you cannot spank Maureen O'Hara. That was sexism and sexism and assault and rape. Although I would love to spank a young Maureen O'Hara. Uh, Dear Captain Capitalism, I was helping a lady friend move today. She decided to throw a temper tantrum in my car, so I took your advice. I threw her and all of her stuff out of my car onto the sidewalk on some random street. There you go. There you go. It felt indescribably good, just like you did with that woman who went berserk because you didn't buy her soda at the gas station. I honestly can't wait for the next chick to misbehave, and I'm hoping the next one is particularly hot, since that will make it feel so much better to throw her ass. Sincerely, a fan. Speaking of taming of the shrew, yes. You boys will never... I know one man. I won't mention his name. He finally stood up to his abusive psycho girlfriend, who is now his ex-girlfriend. And there's going to be no better feeling in your life than when you stand up to a boss, to a girlfriend, or to anyone else. You know, like where society's conventions and norms would say, oh, you got to work it out. You gotta... And instead you gave him the big old finger and say, get the fuck out of here. And then, <gasps> and yes, you may have lost your girlfriend who is going to accuse you of rape accusations anyway. And yes, you may have lost your shitty job where the company was going to go bankrupt anyway because the corporate executive board were embezzling funds but it at least made you feel good telling all these evil asshole people to fuck off I don't know why I'm in a bad mood it's rainy out today I kind of love hanging out in my podcasting studio here I got the world's greatest job I can't hang out with my nieces I'm supposed to go hang out with my nieces but then they got they got school and everybody's busy everybody's busy how do people get so busy I was looking at a couple of my friends 
And I got to remind myself, you know, get back to normie world. And not to say times weren't tight in terms of time, not money. Of course, money is always tight. We can always, you could always use more money. But in terms of budgeting time, I don't think I've ever had it as bad as some of the people I know where these people are not even getting adult time to themselves. And I don't mean sex. I just mean like not having kids around um, where they've so overscheduled them and their children and they do not. I know you should put your children first, but when you sacrifice yourself to the point that you are taking mental and even physical damage because you're so stressed out that you don't have adult time. You like just sit down and do nothing. Really, that's what my a lot of my friends say. I just wish I could sit down and do nothing. Well, why don't you tell your kids to start cleaning up the place? Give them a little bit of chores. They're old enough now. Uh, you know, get a piece of crap jalopy for your kid who's 16 and have him chauffeur the kids around. And then you get a little bit of time. Oh, no, I can't do it. And what I've found is for the most part, it's piss poor time management. Is what it is. I could look and see. Well, they don't need to. Does does your daughter really need to be participating in four sports this quarter? Does cannot your son bike to school? Why do you have to drive? Is there not a bus? Just run around, and you are your slaves, your servants, your your chauffeurs to your kids, and you you provide no little time to yourself, not a respite. Forget even talking about sex and silver dollar bikinis. At least I'll grant you guys that much. If you're entertaining the idea of silver dollar bikini, at least at least there's a little bit of hope and passion left in, in the marriage. But my God, the just that like, oh, I don't have time to get a beer. And they're not joking. They're, they're not giving me the pot rack story. Atham looked that up. They're not giving me the pot rack story where they don't have time to get a beer because they've got to hang a pot rack. These people literally do not have the time to get a beer. These people are like, hey, I'm coming through town. You know, I'm on my adventure motorcycling days and I come. I'm like, hey, I'm going to be in a town. What was it? 20, 15 miles away. Why don't you come on out? Oh, no, I can't make it. And I actually believed them. I'm like, no, you can't make it. I have to go to. I've already driven 4,300 miles, you know, to, I've come 99.9999% of the way. And you can't make it that last one ten thousandth of 1%. Because you literally don't have the time to leave the house because you've so piss poorly managed your kids. And we're not talking infants or toddlers. We're talking like, as eh, a 14 to 13 year old kid that can watch over the others and not burn down the house in two hours. But you didn't bring them up. Nope, you didn't train. Nope. No. <clears throat> so that's why I, I would have liked to see my niece, um, nieces. One's not verbal yet. The other one is definitely verbal. Definitely verbal. Ba 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 ba. Oh yeah, okay. Well, that's you know, oh, yeah. <clears throat> Never played with so many dolls in my life. Oh my God, have I played with more? Never played with a doll before. Now all of a sudden, let's go play. And they're like, oh, what is this? Oh, this is Princess such and such. Okay, and there's like this horse thing. You put the thing on the horse, and the horse goes down the this plastic uh, trough, and uh, there's a castle and. And then she takes a race car. Race car comes out of nowhere and blasts over the princess on the horse. I'm like, that's a little violent, don't you think? She fell off the horse. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you're dangerous, dangerous little kid. So I do want to. Let me tell you about the day I'm going to take my nieces on. Then I'll get to the news because this is going to be a happier title because the batshit insane crap 
that's going on. So, uh, we got to go get ice cream for breakfast. You got to get ice cream for breakfast, and that's how we start. As you should, every day. Uh, and my niece has a favorite ice cream parlor she likes to go to. So, we're doing that right thing first thing in the morning, 11.30 a.m., when old Clearmeister finally has the coffee flowing through his, his veins. Then we go to the toy store. We're going to get some airplane or flying-type toys, and we can go to the park. Now, on the way to the park, though... Um, there's a bunny, a big statue of a bunny. It is huge. It made out of copper or bronze or something. Uh, it's on Minnehaha Parkway. Atham looked that up. And when I was a kid, my grandpa did Grandpa Bunny Bunny, which is the name of a book, by the way, that Disney wrote. Um, maybe not Walt himself, but Disney Corporation came out with. And I think I was three or four. My siblings were not, not even one in two. And uh, he just bought a bunch of candy, and we went down by the stream with some bushes. And he's like, okay, we're going to look for Grandpa Bunny Bunny. I heard he's here. I'm like, oh, hey, Grandpa Bunny Bunny. Oh, wow. We read the book. You, you read his book. Oh, my God, Grandpa Bunny Bunny. Now, if you look, you can see him. But sometimes he'll leave candy behind. And this this sly old dog, he he like, there you go. And we look, and he throw candy behind us. Ah, you missed him. He went into the bushes. Got to pay more close attention. And then we turn around, like, what? He left candy. Oh, wow, he left candy. And then he's, oh, there he goes again. He went into the, into the tree, and he throws some candy. So we're going to do that. I'm going to do Grandpa Bunny Bunny. And uh, we're going we're gonna, to, we're not doing no nuts, no Almond Joys, no Payday Bars, none of this communist 60s, 70s baby boomer shit candy. Right, no apples, no dental floss, nothing that you communists give kids on Halloween. We're getting, we're going to accept the fact that these kids have fake teeth in their mouths right now, and that they can go right to hell. They can go right to hell. All right, I'm going to destroy those teeth. So we're getting Smarties. We're going to get those lollipop rings, Jolly Ranchers. Uh, we're going to, we're going to just get the best uh, Tic Tacs or not Tic Tacs, Tartan Tinies, the sugar coated ones. You know, the ones that have the sugar in the side with the sugar coating. Nerds, double flavor. Oh man, the kids are gonna go crazy. So there's ice cream. Then we get the we're gonna get more candy. Uh, Grandpa Bunny, Bunny, and we're gonna go to the park and fly planes. Um, and then what else? Oh, then we gotta feed the fish. So for for fifty cents or whatever, I could go find a used loaf of Wonder Bread, an expiry date Wonder Bread. Gonna get that, and then we're just gonna go to one of the many lakes out here in Minnesota. Now the ice is finally gone. And we're going to feed fish because if you haven't done this before, um, fish will just tear the living. They'll go into a frenzy over just a little piece of bread. So the bread, you throw it out there and it floats on the water. And then once one fish gets to it, also a bunch of them. And that thing is gone. It's like piranhas. It's the closest thing you can get to throwing in a full cow into the Amazon River down in South America to see it eaten in like, you know, 15 minutes. It's a frenzy with with bread. Um, Then we'll probably play ball. Ball is the predecessor to baseball. Um, I've tried to explain bases, uh, but the concept of running in order. So now we just have one base. She hits the ball. She runs to the base and runs back. Uh, We haven't exactly gotten the concept of first, second, and third in order. She's old enough. I could probably do that now. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. All right. Uh, What bullshit do we want to start with here? No. <clears throat> Horses, no. Um, start with the least offensive. This is the least offensive. 
from PJ Media. Consent apps explode in popularity as millennials sign digital contracts before hookups. <clears throat> Are you going to be ever be done picking on the millennials? No, I'm really not. We know by now there's an app for just about everything, so it's probably not surprising that there are now a slew of them for consensual sex. A review of Apple's iTunes App Store and Google Play finds close to a dozen. Many of them are similar, providing a means to agree beforehand by signing a consent form and taping or videoing the agreement. It's good because, man, these girls have just been, like, totally raping us, men. It's about time we get, you know, a girl to have me sign a consent form to agree to have sex. One example is We Consent, which allows the couple to use the app to mutually consent to be videotaped and then for the tape to be encrypted and stored offline. Wait, so, oh, the consent to be videotaped, not the sex act. If one party then says no, the video self-destructs. Well, well, wait, if one says no afterwards and then it self-destructs, what evidence do you have that the girl said yes or the guy said yes? While not legally binding the app according to the developers intended to be a means to facilitate a discussion. What is with you faggoty millennials and your facilitate discussions and raise awareness? When do you actually do shit? When do you produce a product or provide a service? Swear to God, 50 years from now, you do a pie chart of GDP. It's going to be teachers, state department, cops, and 70% of it will be raising awareness and facilitating discussions. Talk about a broken window. And then, then what's his name? Paul Krugman will be jerking off daily because he can't believe how much non-production is being measured in GDP. The same company also makes an app called What About No? It's designed to help one party deliver a clear, strong message to the other person that you're providing a strong no. The app developer says it's useful for when simply saying no doesn't seem to be working. Other apps include Yes to Sex, You Consent, Consent Amore, and consent EEU. The last one allows both parties to give or deny mutual consent to a physical relationship and provides documentation. This costs four ninety nine per month with a 30-day trial. Be very clear, ladies. Be very clear. You are the ones who wanted this. You vote If you cannot connect why voting Democrat results in this, I can't help you. But be very clear, this is your fault. This is not a guy's fault. This is your fault. There's romance, man. I mean, it, I, I thought the the where have all the good men gone? I thought it'd go away as people got older. It, it, I guess maybe it's just going to be tuned up to eleven. I I just I, it's so petty and sad. But what was it? Somebody saying women are standing over a corpse with a bloodied sword in their hands, a corpse over a man, saying where have all the good men gone? It, it is that simple. <clears throat> I think like oh maybe we'll move on to something else. Then this it, the, the the bullshit never ends. The insanity it just, and it gets worse. Saucy also the on the app store provides a binding agreement that compels two students to conduct an intimate relationship in a manner. How can you conduct an intimate relationship that is compliant with affirmative consent policies on many campuses in the United States? Boys, do you understand why you should go to Western Governors University? Do you understand this? Do you understand why you go to college online or at the community college or clep out or whatever and you only attend a physical campus to like maybe get your STEM degree and for lab work? And then when you go to campus, it's it's got to be like a job. How sad is this? How sad is this? College is now like work. 
you people, we have a very clear policy at work. You know, you just go to work. You don't socialize. Work is for work. Work is not for fun. Work is not for dating. Work is for work. Don't don't shit where you eat kind of thing. But college, where you damn well know 65, 70, the majority of the reason men attend colleges for girls. Oh, yeah, you might get a degree if there's a career or something after. But let's not kid ourselves. That's a, And now that's gone. <laughs> now, now dating and girls is gone. Or I can't say it's gone. I'm sure everybody's still hooking up and everything like that. But there is now this risk and just these busybody leftist virgins, 40-year-old virgins in academia who get their nose up in people's shit because they got nothing else to do. They got some kind of agenda. And now you got you to deal with, oh, wow. Talk about taking all the fun out of college. <sighs> uh, the app allows the couple planning to have sex to digitally sign a seven-point legal contract with terminology such as, from this point on, it shall be the responsibility of the parties listed in this agreement to determine a clear way to communicate permissions and limit with each other, both before and during any sexual encounter they have, whether now or in the near future. What if What if they decide to sue the app people, you know? There's a... You know, they, there's, the, the girl has buyer's remorse that she wants to sue the guy for racism. Hey, this is supposed to protect me. I'm suing them. I understand the demand for such software and apps now, but do you really want to get involved in this? Another reason not to do business in California. It's employed by opening the app, reading and signing the contract, taking photos of the pair's ID, and then saving it all into a password-protected file. Who knows? Maybe, you know what, this is nothing. For those of us that grew up pre-smartphone, this is probably nothing to these, to these kids. To us, it's insane. To them, it's just normal. <clears throat> they just, oh yeah, what's that? okay, it's online. Right? The Consensi app on the Google Play and iTunes stores, stores claim to help people in today's world make easier and smarter decisions when it comes to consent. We believe that consent should never be unclear, and so it is our mission to provide a straightforward way to know if your partner says yes. How, how much is society bending over backwards for you girls? Ain't got to be guys using this app except to protect their ass. What? How do you? How do you dare demand that you be treated or that you are being treated? No, hang on. I want to say, how dare you insist on equality and complaining and all this other stuff when you have to be coddled like a little child and have consent apps? Tell the guy no. Tell him no. I know. I know. This is more CYA. This is more CYA for men, for men. <sighs> no more awkward conversations. That's what, that's what dating is. That's, that's kind of what gives it. It's, it's victorious. Like, oh, it was awkward, but we won in the end. In just a few clicks, both you and your partner can enjoy stress-free intimacy, except you just totally killed the guy's boner. And you made the girl drier than the Sahara, signing a seven-point contract and uploading it and establishing a password. No more worry. With the Consensi app, you can get it on with peace of mind. That's worse than whiskey dick. Could you imagine that? I mean, 
I gotta please. Oh my god! If because we do have a younger listening audience, guys, have you ever ran into this? Please tell me you've ran into this. I don't think the girls would carry this app with them because they're not the ones that need CYA. But I, oh my god, I'd almost pay one of you guys out there. Like you download this app and you got a girl and you don't care if you like stick with her or not. Like yeah, you gotta sign this. You gotta sign this contract. You gotta sign this app. No, we're taking pictures of driver's licenses and da da da, and just to see the girl's reaction. Like, huh? And then if she's a leftist, you gotta say, "Well, look, I'm I'm sorry, but this feminist leftist stuff is really serious, and I kind of agree with them. You know, I don't I don't want you know. We should make sure that this is consensual. I'm just following the rules established by the people you voted for." To use it, you record your partner's consent using the camera and microphone. While recording, the consenter will be asked to read a statement consenting to sexual intercourse. <laughs> oh, after the recording is complete, a pop-up stating you consented appears on the screen. The consenter will then need to tap the send button for the video to be processed and converted to text. The recorded consent is securely stored and cannot be accessed after recording by either party without proper legal documentation. Legal Filing, a newly announced app, adds more options that allows users to set boundaries on the kinds of sexual activity they are willing to engage in. Experts question whether any of these apps are really legally binding because the context around them is not always clear. Remember, you girls want to be treated equally so we can never have concrete footing or grounds. That's why it's, oh, well, she might have had a drink. Never mind, the guy also had a drink. Oh, no, oh, no. Hey, change the rules. We want to play baseball. Okay, are there going to be three bases in home plate? No, we don't know yet. Well, where's outer, where's left field, where's right field? We don't know yet. Well, how are we going to play? Hit the ball and we'll let you know. Oh, by, by the way, you're out. And here's some handcuffs and a three-year jail sentence. Oh... In a March article in the New York Times, Dr. Michelle Druin, an authority on technology and relationships, how the hell do you Venn diagram that specialty, said the apps are good at documenting consent but don't account much for fluctuating human emotions. They don't necessarily allow for any immediacy of one's feelings, she said. Druin added it would be very awkward within the context of an intimate encounter to be like, wait a second, I'm changing my mind on the app and also with you. Well, women, it's their prerogative to change their mind, right? <clears throat> wow. Didn't think it could get worse than the 90s and the aughts, and it did. It really did. Soon there's going to be, like, digital chaperones, and everything's going to be... Re- I mean, I, and it's sad. I almost had to recommend to a buddy of mine, I'm like, get a body cam on you and record everything. Record everything. And I'm not joking. He made the, oh, Claire was a little bit overworried. I wasn't joking. I, and, and I think, honestly, I probably saved his ass from having a fake rape or assault charge. She's not convinced that these apps offer a very good solution, noting the requirements to interact with an app during the sexual encounter is pretty unrealistic. Well, lady, you probably voted for it too, this lawyer from New York. <clears throat> Good buddy Milo. Milo in Yiannopoulos lays off media staff amid financial woes. Former Breitbart darling and alt-right troll Milo Yiannopoulos laid off his staff at his eponymous entertainment company after losing its funding. 
Following his resignation from Steve Bannon's controversial conservative news site in 2017, Yiannopoulos launched Milo Worldwide LLC, which also included Milo Entertainment Inc. <clears throat> he fired everybody, a source familiar with the media told Political. Among them was journalist Chadwick Moore, who had been laid off long before anyone told him about his dismissal, according to the sources. He spent those days with Yiannopoulos, who was supposed to inform the writer of his termination. In the end, it was CEO Alexander Macris who reportedly delivered the news. I haven't a clue what you're talking about. I'm just an editor. I got paid today, and the work continues, Moore wrote in an email disputing the claims. Yiannopoulos similarly pushed back, telling Political there was nothing I was supposed to tell Chadwick uh, that I did not tell him in a timely fashion. In any case, such news comes from the CEO, not me. I <clears throat> I question the, you know, you never, who is this from? I forget. Y- you never know, but there's a point I'm going with regardless. Uh, Marcus was also reportedly laid off, though both he and Moore still retain their interest in Milo worldwide. Yiannopoulos told Political he let the pair go. Okay, so he did firm because the costs of their health care were too high, adding that he increased their compensation through Milo worldwide to make up the difference. At least another two full-time workers were let go, according to Political sources. The alt-right provocateur's company took a hit last year after former patrons Robert and Rebecca Mercer cut ties and pulled their financial backing. <clears throat> Yiannopoulos expected relief from cryptocurrency billionaire Matthew Mellon, but his unexpected death earlier this month was seemingly thrown a wrench has thrown a wrench into those plans. I think he OD'd. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that, but I think he OD'd. Mellon, oh, here we go. Mellon was found dead April 16th from a suspected drug overdose, prompting Yiannopoulos to seek additional financial backing. The controversial writer and author also brushed off the layoff as a minor setback, though some of his staff are very, very fierce over the move. The video component of my daily show has stopped recently as the cost wasn't justifiable, he said. Show is now only audio, but nothing has changed elsewhere at Dangerous.com. All right. The Gambler. Let's go with The Gambler. When you have $2 million, you buy yourself an indestructible Japanese shitbox... Pay a house, quarter million dollars. You put the rest in a conservative fund, earn 5%. And that's your fortress. That's your castle. That's your position of fuck you. <clears throat> Malianopolis, like sports ball athletes and celebrities, seem to have made the same mistake. And, and may I point out, <clears throat> may I point out to the original uh, point I made earlier, in regards to silver dollar bikini, um, this is why I'm getting real my really sick and tired of of people on the right. I know the left wants to screw us over. I understand that, but going back four or five years ago, when I did a speech for the Republican Party, two speeches, uh, one for the Tea Party, one for the Republican Party, in the Twin Cities, and to look at just what a mismanaged shit show they were, I'm starting to realize, just you know, oh, just because you're on the right. Just because you're a libertarian, just because you're not a leftist, doesn't make you great. And here, one of the poster boys, one of the poster child, you guys couldn't get enough of this guy. Ooh, a gay conservative. Oh my God, let's just throw a shit ton of money of him like he's a conservative thought. And now he turns out to be another fucking dipshit who, how, what did he, he had what, 2,500 reviews on his book? He got a quarter million dollar signing contract, a hundred thousand dollar signing contract. I can't remember. I did some rough math. This guy must have made just shy of a million dollars on his best selling book. Not to mention the speaking fees and engagements. You had it. 
You had it. You had the dream. And then you guys, I don't know what it is with celebrities. Like, what is it? One of the Minnesota Vikings came to his 30th birthday party on a camel. Oh, that fucking moron. But here we are, presumably the conservative or the libertarian were for good discipline and financial frugality and balanced budgets. And this guy, Milo, manages to what, in a year and a half, piss away a million dollars? Guys, what did I do with the lion's share of my asshole consulting money? What did I do with the lion's share of all my money? I paid off my freaking house. Maybe it's not as flamboyant and romantic and as exciting and adventurous as Molly Yiannopoulos flying all over the world sucking black dick. Okay, look it up. He likes the black dick. Nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying. <clears throat> Maybe it's not as exciting as going to Berkeley and getting shut down, which is a purpose and intentional marketing ploy. But you know what? I now have a higher net worth than Molly Yiannopoulos. And I never, never came anywhere near a million dollars. I was frugal. I took what, what, what good luck and fortune had fallen upon me, and I banked it. I paid off my debts, and I banked it. And I don't have the two million in the bank magical position of fuck you, but I'm pretty darn close. I still obviously have to work. I just don't collect, you know, a la Mr. Money Mustache or Early Retirement Extreme. You collect your 5% on your half a million dollars or whatever's thrown into your 401k. I'm not there. Do you guys learn let do, do any of you learn lessons? Do any of you high flyers in the conservative mode do any of you? you know, I, hopefully, hopefully uh, all these other people, hopefully you guys are, are saving your money, squirreling away your nuts. Um, you know, I'd imagine Rush Limbaugh, hopefully oh, he's made billions, so I don't know how you piss through that. But for those of you that had this modicum of success, through social media, through the and continue to do so. Save your freaking money. I do not assume that forever Amazon is going to publish my books. Somebody could get a grain of sand in their vagina. They tried to ban Roosh's book. Thankfully, the freedom of speech. There's a little bit of morality and principles over at Amazon. They didn't. But then you got your 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 payment methods. It could be PayPal. It could be Patreon. All these things are susceptible to being shut down. Or just just the whimsical uh, uh, taste and preferences of the American public. Right? All it took was Milo to say there's a difference between wanting to bang an 8-year-old and then wanting to bang a 16-year-old. And he got into trouble for that. And then, oh, everybody turned on him. Every Oh, he was the darling of the Republican Party. He was going to go and he was going to preach and he was going to talk. And, whoop, one slight mistake and you're out. That is how fickle and unreliable this industry is that you're in. This is why I don't really take any... Okay, okay I, I, I take positions that are true. There's no lack of positions that are true and controversial that you can make money on. Matter of fact, the most controversial thing is truth. But I've never, if, if that money came in, I never banked on being an employee of Breitbart. I've never banked on being an employee uh, of the Republican National Party. I've never banked on speaking engagements. I have like five or six different sources of income, none of which exceeds more than 25% total uh, of the total. <clears throat> 
But not once did I think the good times were going to roll. YouTube demonetized. All you guys, you guys, you, I don't know how you did it, but you tied your vaginas in a knot. When, when YouTube says we're demonetizing this and that. And it wasn't even because of that, but because I dared to say, hey, this is the way this one's going to go. Yeah, you could complain about it, but why don't you run ads? You're already, you st- they didn't close your channel. You could still run ads. You could still pull what I do. Run ads. Cappy the Horror 4. World-class bullshitters. Terrence Pop. Tom Lankus. These guys, you can run. And oh, did you guys get pissed? Because you wanted to believe that you could be a lifelong professional YouTuber. You were all going to become PewDiePie. You were all going to become uh, whoever the other ones, the Jenna Marbles. You all think, and even, now at least PewDiePie and Jenna Marbles, I think they saved their money. I don't know if Jenna Marbles has made anything. Once they said demonetize, she's like, yeah, okay, fine, I'm done, I got mine. She made her money. That's a girl that is not a, a thought. She's very pretty and don't, don't, you know. Don't think I don't know. I know she got by on her looks, but she knows it too. That is a very shrewd businesswoman. She knows exactly what she's doing. But my God, for you people to think that the good times are going to roll like this forever and you're going to make your money. No. No. Seven years feast, seven years famine. And I don't know how you guys, what was it? There's some dipshit. Um, Was he with Channel Awesome? And he had... Untold amounts, like $10,000 a month coming into his Patreon. And then he bought two houses. And and uh, that's what I always, that's the way you could tell someone's going to go bankrupt. Is they make a lot of money that they should be able to afford something for cash. But their tastes are so expensive that they still got to borrow the money to afford it. He bought a, a sports car. And then I think he got demonetized or just lost it mentally and he stopped doing it. And then he had to like, both of the houses went into foreclosure. This guy was like 23 or 24. How do you fuck up that position? Miley Yiannopoulos, how the fuck do you claim to have all this intelligence and this conservative? You you have the independent thought not to be a leftist. Hang on, got to kill a spider. Got him. But then when it comes to simply saving your money, you guys were like all struggling and striving. Do you remember the Great Recession? Did that teach you guys nothing? You get this money, what, you think the good times are going to roll forever? <sighs> so, for all... Leftists won't listen, In period. period. I know that. Leftists aren't going to listen. And most of you rightists or non-leftists aren't going to listen. But to the 20% of you that actually heed Dave Ramsey's advice, spend less than you make, and really, truly want to build the position of fuck you, take a look at Milo Yiannopoulos. Learn from his mistakes. That guy had it all. He had everything. He had half the country eating out of his hands. They had people throwing money at him to go and do speeches. He could charge 50 grand a pop. And even if it got shut down, all it did was market him more. He could not lose. Even after the the thing with the Republican Party, he, <clears throat> where it's like, oh, he came out for uh, pedophilia, which technically it wasn't. He should have held his ground, told him to fuck off. He should have never even bothered with Simon & Schuster. He didn't need them. Probably made more money doing it the way he did. He sold his book. He made his book. Boom. He's, no, no. He's going to start some company and he's going to become a bigger dick than he was before. Take your money and you fucking run. Take your money. Buy lodging so you never have to pay for it again. You secure it so you don't answer to anyone again. And it doesn't matter if all your money dries up tomorrow. Oh, no. Oh, no. You guys watch too much TV. 
you conservative libertarian Republican types, you 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 are so steeped in your wannabe. Uh, it's fantastic, made of plastic, little Barbie girl or inner Barbie world. We have to have that McMansion and keep up with the Joneses and buy your fucking cars, brand fucking new. Half you can't even buy them, you're all leasing them. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, we gotta go conservative, save money, Dave Ramsey, pay off my house. Oh, honey. Sweetheart. I want a Range Rover. I know I was real mean to you about the silver dollar bikini, but if you give me a Range Rover, we'll, I'll, we'll talk about it, okay? We'll talk about my hoo-ha getting a little cold, all right? I'll let you see some side boob. Remember the early aughts when I used to almost let you think we were going to have sex? We could relive those times. My God, Range Rovers make me wet. <coughs> Like I said, the first one was the least offensive <clears throat> from the Huffington Post. And I'm not, I, I don't want to give brown journalism because this isn't journalism. I'm not reading this article because of its journalistic value. It has none. I'm reading this because I have to keep tabs on what it's like for you younger boys out there when it comes to the dating world because I'm retired from it. I watched this painful video. It was put up by NBC. And it was like, millennial women tell all about what they want of dating and romance. And uh, someone sent it to me. I'm like, oh, I can't watch. This is going to be painful. And I realized I have to watch this. Because <laughs> if I don't, I'm a hypocrite trying to give advice to boys. And every once in a while, I think, oh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe... Things have turned around. Nope. Nope. Even It's even worse. Just even delusional. And you can listen to it, but it's all about the career. And, you know, I'm a feminist and I expect to do this. I want to make my own decisions. But, you know, I'm, I'm a traditional feminist and I like it when men pay. And, you know, if I, if he makes the money, that's all right, too. That's like, you know, I'm a, I'm a Satanist Christian. You know, I, I'm like a hot feminist. It's like, no, no, they're mutually exclusive. I'm a sexy tall guy. It just doesn't happen. I know. Trust me. So this article is kind of like a, a taking of the temperature. This is to... And, and if, if it was some obscure site, I'd say, yeah, you know, that's just obscure site. That's a, a fine netting that the internet now... I mean, those these creatures have always been laying down at the bottom of the ocean. It's just that we're dragging them up now with a finer net of the internet... This is not a fine net. This is Huffington Post. This is one of the standard go-to publications that younger people and some older people, but younger people go to. So this is not a, an obscure fringe site. Admittedly leftist, but this is, this is what they're reading. This is written by Claire Fallon. You can look her up. You're not going to find anything new. New York writer, worthless degree, worked in writing her entire time, degree in English. Actually, I will grant her credit. She actually is one of the few people I've seen actually have a career. Um, but you, you, you just look, you got that liberal look on their face. And the title is, Why Fish Sex is So Hot Right Now. and or Why is Fish Sex So Hot Right Now? An Investigation. Remember, I'm not reading this for journalism. 
I'm reading this so you guys realize, no, you're not insane. And yes, it is that bad out there. Uh, Time for the easiest game of, if you love this movie, read this book ever. If you love The Shape of Water, a movie about fish sex, you should definitely read The Pisces by Melissa Broder, a book about fish sex. We we can stop here because I have no idea what the hell was going on when I first read Fish sex. Logically concluded. Obviously, obviously that is the answer. See, it, it's so, can't you see it? It's so, so simple. It's so, it's so apparent now. There are soy boys. <clears throat> there are no real men left. And women are indoctrinated to want their careers more than anything themselves, than, than anything else in life. Um, but, you know, they will find men at the men's store. You just go to Walmart when you're 32 and a half in three days and you buy yourself your man at the man's store. He marries, he proposes in, in 3.2 months. And then you have your 1.8 kids and you get your master's degree after you ship them off to daycare. So obviously, since men are failing, there are not enough executive MBA, uh, uh, PETA donating, uh, Democrat Party, Hillary Party donating, Me Too hashtagging. Uh, investment banking, astronaut, cowboy, rancher, race car driving, billionaires, that these girls are frustrated. They're frustrated. You know, there's plenty of other leftist boys that apparently they don't want. Don't know why they don't want them. (laughs) So the logical conclusion is that if you can't find men, where have all the good men gone, fish, bicycle, trademark? The obvious answer, the obvious solution is fish sex. It's so obvious. Cover literally shows a woman in an amorous in an amorous clinch with a fish. The novel actually tells the story of a woman who has a torrid love affair with a merman, meaning a mermaid. Now, one fish fucking opus in the space of a year might be a blip. No. Now, one okay. Now, one fish fucking opus in the space of a year might be a blip. Two seems to be very much a trend. We might even call it three, considering last year's summer, last summer's Made for Love by Alyssa Nutting, in which a male romance scammer, after a fantastical sea bathing accident, becomes exclusively attracted to dolphins, though to be clear, dolphins are not fish. Well, thank God for that. But I see the point you're going. I'm still with you there, sweetheart. <clears throat> so what's going on here? You women are losing your collective fucking minds? I don't know. It's that simple? Simple minds, simple problems, simple answers? One can never discount the ongoing power of the Little Mermaid in the American cultural imagination. Sure, who among us could claim to be immune to the charms of Ariel and or her buff dad, King Triton? I This must have been when I was in college. I, I know who the Little Mermaid is. I can't remember the show. Plus, the past five years have seen the release of not one, but two documentaries about humans who had sexual relationships with dolphins back in the 60s and 70s, perhaps reintroducing the idea of aquatic sex with non-humans into artists' minds. Isn't bestiality just kind of, like, wrong? Did you know crossing the line... Like, you just say it like, oh, Aaron got some gas... Um, his buddy Mike grilled some steaks, and and Frank had some f- f- sex with dolphins back in '72. Really? Yeah. Oh, how are those vi- Vikings doing? And she just glosses over it like a uh, problem. Again, Huffington Post. 
again, successful writer. I'll grant, I'll tip my hat to that. This is one of the few women that actually did something with her career or her degree, and she has worked a, a, a legitimate profession in the Huffington Post. But it's this? This is newsworthy? This is what's on the forefront of... Please, heaven help me that this... Uh, what's her name? Claire Fallon is not representative. But that's what scares me. This might actually... Look, I don't... Hang on. The Pisces. By, here. You know what? I think I got a little bit of internet reception. Let's see whose book is doing better. Um, Poor Richard's Retirement. That'll help you. Retire early and has practicality. The Pisces. Please tell me this is not a bestseller. Please tell me. Okay, thank God it's only got 2.6 stars. It came out in May 20, 2018. Oh my God, no. It came out... It came out... Three, four days ago? It's already got 29 reviews? That's like... This is going to sell 10 times the amount of, of, of my book. What's the rank? Please don't tell me what the rank is. Please don't tell me what the rank is. Please don't tell me what the rank is. 1,613. <laughs> Which is a bestseller. It's basically a bestseller. I'm happy when my books are under 100,000 in terms of rank, 100,000th place or better. She's in 1,600th place. Wow. And see, that's... That's where I get defeated. That's where I'm kind of like, you know, oh, am I, is there hope? Am I off? Is it really that bad? You know, is the is the internet showing us the worst of human psychology are girls really this off are they really this bad do they re- nah come on there's gotta no this is only weirdos that nope one of the most popular books and then I got then I gotta report back to my boys guys yeah it's fucked up had a client not too long ago yesterday asshole consulting and he explained everything he did He's 38, really good looking, great, really good looking, <laughs> very good looking, and uh, cannot find a girl to save his life. And I just basically said, look, there's a good darn chance you're never going to get married. And it has nothing to do with you. You did everything right. But the level of brainwashing, indoctrination, hate, and just lies these girls have been told, you're, you're ending up with them romanticizing and paying good money. They'd rather buy books and read about having a relationship with a merman than fiscal austerity, having or going outside and meeting a real man? I don't know. And they, I may disagree with her politically. I may not respect the Huffington Post, but here's a rather established uh, journalist, quote-unquote, brown as it might be, this is the forefront. This is what's what's current. This is what the kids are doing. Fish sex. But the Pisces and Guillermo del Toro's Oscar winning The Shape of Water also seem to have arrived during an inflection point for heterosexual relations. 
is some straight women have thrown their hands up in despair at the prospect of dealing with straight men. Well, obviously, the solution is fish sex. I'm glad we have fish. I'm glad they're capable of having sex. I don't know if you're going to go with, like, bluegills or crappies. They're a little small. You might have to go out in the ocean, get bigger fish. But you know what? The solution is fish sex. These men who grope us and talk down to us and consistently fail to clean the bathroom. Every guy's groping girls and talking down to you. Are you in Wyoming? I thought you were in New York. Failed to clean the bathroom. We're supposed to make lives with them? Let them touch us? Oh, did it cut off? It cut off. Hang on. No way. Hang on. Let me find it. Give me a sec. I don't know why I printed it off. All right, found the rest of the article. Um, <clears throat> women, I, and see, this is I don't know. Is it satire? Is this a joke? Unfortunately, I don't think it is. Women woke up one day to find that their husbands voted for Donald Trump and their sons have been shitposting on incel boards. Lady, do you do know? Like, I understand incel's a new thing. Um, and I'm sorry you had to look into that abyss. But if you study it a little bit more, may I introduce you to their desire to have sex robots? And point out the eerie, if not identical, similarities between fish sex and their sex robots. These guys in the Virgin Tau community, or the incel, or the TFLers, or whatever you want to call them, they are, they are advocating having sex with plastic robots, of which you mock and ridicule, no doubt. And you're mocking the incels right here. And they should be. They should be. But do you not see having fish sex or escaping to an alternative reality where you have fish sex, let alone giving it credibility because some weirdos porked a dolphin or porked a porpoise back in 75, do you not see you're one and the same? That both of you guys are errant. Both of you guys are wrong. There's something seriously wrong. Ah. But here, here, comes the, here comes the script. And where her journalism ends and it's now just rank propaganda and, and script. Uh, but, but, but even before we heard the claims about Harvey Weinstein's history of sexual harassment and assault and the ensuing avalanche of other horrifying Me Too allegations, we heard about our president grabbing women by the pussy. Bill, he didn't grab them by the pussy. He says, you could just grab them by the pussy. That's Bill Cosby feeding women roofies and R. Kelly allegedly sexually exploiting young girls. So many straight men. We have been forced to accept our bad and for us. Why would we take the enormous risk of loving one of them? Uh, because not all these guys are rapists. Not only, not only are most men not rapists or sexual assaulters, uh, half these guys right here are probably unlikely guilty of what they've been accused of. And yet straight women do have desires. Cutting men out of their lives isn't a simple proposition. Oh, yes, we got the fish sex. That's where the fish come in. Thank God. Fish bicycles taking on a whole new meaning in Cappy's world today. As satisfying as the concept of going lysistrata until men get their house in order might be, that strategy also requires straight women to deny their sexual urges. The handsome prince or film star or cowboy or doctor of our imagination has been exposed as a dangerous fraud. But you have fish and you have soy boys. You have those nice hipsters over in Brooklyn at the coffee stores who are strumming their acoustic guitars and they specialize in brew pubbery and, they, and they're all majoring in poetry and they go to poetry slams. There are tons of men in New York for you. 
but we still need some form of romantic hope at sexual release. One seductive yet impossible fantasy might be the romantic attention of a man who lacks the exhausting baggage of male entitlement. To find such a fantastical being, women, in fiction at least, have turned to the sea. <laughs> Wasn't it the, the um, uh, what's it called? The Wolfman? Or the, no, not the Wolfman. Who are the girls all, it, uh, the Twilight guy? He was a vampire. He was like the vampire guy. Oh my God, he got you excited. Lucy, the protagonist of the Pisces, is a newly single Running out of time to finish her dissertation. Inspiring. Of course she's got her dissertation. Uh, Spiraling out of control. That Lucy's dissertation focuses on Sappho, whose poetry explores eroticism and non-heteronormative female-centered bent is in itself telling. No, it's not telling. It's just that the author also has a worthless degree and her hero is Lucy. And you guys think that writing dissertations on worthless degrees is an accomplishment. This is so, oh my God, you girls are so far removed from reality. And I'm not talking about, oh, you girls got to get your asses into the kitchen and you got to put men at the center of your life. If this is anything representative of the modern state of an urban young woman, you guys are, you're, you're living in a delusional world. And you may not like what the real world is, but what you like and what is is two different things. That's why I'd say a large reason men make more than women is because we're more willing to accept the the harsh realities of reality. Then there's also majoring in STEM, but, you know, it's like, oh, we got to hit the gym because we're going to hit. You can see this very clearly between the two different caps. You could go to, say, Red Pill or Manosphere or whatever there's at least a contingent of men, not the MGTOWs or the Virgin Towns, but at least a contingent of men who are like, okay, what do women want? They want this. All right, let's go work out, make the sacrifices, make the money, major in the right thing. They are willing to put forth the effort. You see none of that on the feminist side of that coin. None of it. It's bitch and wine, bitch and wine, bitch and wine. There's not once, not once as a feminist ever asked, well, what do men want? Well, maybe we should deliver that for them. Maybe we should aim, strive, and that's that's how we could. But again, women don't want men as much as men want women, and that's how balance is struck. Otherwise, we'd have overpopulation. So I understand that, but my, you, th- this this is delusional. You are delusional. I and I don't know any other way to explain it. How healthy is it for women to get lost in books or get lost in soap operas if they still got them nowadays? Where it's fictional. Don't you want to live in the real world? <laughs> and and I love how you pick on incels. We don't realize you're a female incel. You're the exact thing you critique. And the complete lack of, what is it? Not just necessary selflessness, but acknowledging that there are other people in the world and they have and they're different and they have different objectives. You may not have to like it, but to then say, I'm going to go get lost in a book where women are banging fish. Not long after breaking up with her long-term boyfriend, she becomes obsessed with getting him back. Unfortunately, he's quickly gotten another girlfriend. Her ensuing freakout features ambient donuts and an unprovoked physical assault on her ex. Oh, so it's a documentary. (laughs) Oh, hee, 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 woo-hoo. 
So she takes two steps to address the situation. She heads back to Venice Beach. Of course, because there's nothing in between. There's New York or, or L.A. For the summer, the dog sit for her sister and brother-in-law. And she starts attending group therapy for love and sex addition. The later step is court-mandated due to the aforementioned violence. Despite the therapy sessions, Lucy can't stop searching for male attention to restore her sense of desirability and worth. <clears throat> Before each encounter with a prospect, she feels buoyant and eager, but again and again she's left sexually and emotionally unfulfilled, in part because the men don't much care what, whether she's enjoying herself. One man she meets on an app, the younger hot dude in an open relationship, convinces her to have sex with him in the lobby of a bathroom in an upscale hotel. It's quick and mediocre. She doesn't come. Spelled come wrong. Afterwards, he leaves without telling her, stranding her alone at the hotel bar. Lucy thought the encounter would be something different. That would make, okay, going on. When does the fish come in? How long is this article? The men in the shape of water particularly extreme in their untrustworthiness is Giles, Elisa, Sally Hawkins' friend who is gay. The primary antagonist, Colonel Strickland, is grotesque in his maleness. He's sexually threatening towards Elisa, coming onto her while she wipes up from a spill from his office door. We even see him having business-like, unromantic intercourse with his blonde, manicured wife when she protests that he's bleeding on her from a wound on his hand. He tells her to be quiet. I guess if if you got nothing else, if you got truly zero-world problems, you're in the first world, you're in the zero-world, I guess this is stuff you get upset about. Things in fictional books. Um, I'm just scrolling. I don't want to read through the whole issue of this. And obviously the comments are not available. Um, I, you, you, you can read the rest of the article if you want. but um, I, that, that just... So... <clears throat> You know, it's like Groundhog Day. You pop your head up. Hey, is it still winter? Is things still shit and, and crazy insane? It's not that, oh, we're going to get six more weeks of winter. I poked my head up. I'm like, oh, my God. It's a tornado of snow barreling down on us at 300 miles an hour, and it's minus 25. You know, I'm not going. I'm going to. I'm not going up. I'm going to go back down into my hole. I'm going to stay there, gosh, for years on end. But anyway, yeah, so, boys, I'm terribly sorry. Um, the girls are that screwed up. Let's get some sponsors in here. Oh! oh. I think I do the Older Brother podcast so I can get around to it. I don't think I'll have sponsors for that one. <clears throat> That'll be sponsor three. It'll be exclusively on the Patreon. Oh, is that how you're going to stab us, Clary? Yep. That's the way the penis is going to go into your body. Is We're going to put that over on the Patreon. Um, where was it? We did all those in the beginning things. Business Bar Advantage. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> uh, if you guys are looking to buy a company or start a franchise or something, please go to businessbuyeradvantage.com first and hire out our buddy, Mr. Burnett. Uh, watch his videos, read his books. Please do that first before you cash in your 401k and go bankrupt chasing some worthless dream. All right? Go there first. Businessbuyeradvantage.com. You can buy the Clary Archives or the Clary Podcast Archives on a thumb drive. It's 35 bucks. I'll drop one in the mail. Saves you the time of having to download them all. And hey, look, free thumb drive. And I'll throw in a free picture 
of our standard model, Cindy Moran, who is the only model who can actually get back to us. It's worth hiring. If any of you are looking to hire a model, please contact Cindy Moran at cindymoran.net. The Clary Podcast is sponsored by A King's Castle. A King's Castle is a place for men who want to leave a legacy in advanced Western civilization with daily articles by various authors, lively commenters, we have both serious discussion and fun-loving jokes, a forum for more serious discussions, and even the occasional lulzy troll. You want to make a king's castle, a daily visit, and add it to your RSS feed. Whether you're a father, someone wants to become one, or just a masculine man looking for more than banging women, a king's castle is the next step in Manister's sights. They'll encourage you to become a man with long-term purpose. Stop by a king's castle today. They also have a YouTube channel, so you can check them out there. I mentioned my Patreon account, patreon.com slash Clary. That'd be super awesome. I was looking at Rick Sterling or Mick Sterling or Rob Sterling. Beckless was talking about these guys who got Patreon accounts. And I'm looking at them like, how do, how do they make 10000 a month? I can see what Jordan Peterson makes. God, what is he up to? 100000 a month? But my God, some of these lose. Are you just tuning into the freak show? Holy cow. Anyway, I did get a $5 Patreon from somebody. One of these days I'll go through these. Like, you gotta, you gotta say thank you to everybody who donates to the Patreon. I do, but I don't. I gotta, I gotta look it up, then I gotta go, and then I gotta do, and I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Same thing with the super chats. We've been doing a couple live streams now more regularly <clears throat> with some of the older gentlemen I know. And they're like, you gotta acknowledge the super chats, and I feel bad because uh, for those of you who did pay for a super chat, um, you know when you don't see it because it's behind the screens, it's behind the scenes. We got the recording screen going on so i see you know everyone who's talking audio controls and all that you have to also have the video that you're live streaming running in another screen uh so you can see then the chat room going on and you can't have both on at the same time i guess i could scale one down pull one up and the other thing is that's assuming you're even looking at the chat screen going by so i do apologize if any of you did do super chats and i did not mention it um and I don't know if I will. I'll be honest. With you. I don't know if I, you know if you want to donate super chats or something like that. Please do. But I cannot guarantee. I'm gonna always be looking at that because it lessens the quality of the show. This is now I understand why you have Beckloff. Somebody Luke is always watching the super chat and saying, "Hey, yeah, someone made a super chat." Like, oh, you know, thanks, Bob from you know Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Anyway, if you want to give me money, you can. I, I will, surprisingly, Captain Capitalism will accept money over at patreon.com slash Aaron Clary. I will also accept money. I'll be more happy about it if you buy stuff through my Amazon affiliate program. And the reason I prefer that over Patreon is because you actually get something in exchange, whereas Patreon is rank panhandling, and I fully admit it. Um, <clears throat> but if you go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com, and you click on the Amazon banner. That will take you to my Amazon affiliate page where you can immediately start buying stuff through Amazon. And I got a 6 to 7% commission and cut for that. Doesn't cost you anything extra. All you have to do is go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com first. Click on the banner because that way they know you came from me. You just can't go to Amazon and start shopping because they're like, well, you just came to Amazon, so screw Cappy. We got my books. We have Reconnaissance Man. That is a must book for every young boy and girl who is about to graduate from high school. Not graduate high school, graduate from high school, because in Cappy's words, a world we used proper fucking English. All right? So get that book for those uh, boys and girls there. It makes a great graduation gift. The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. That's for uh, all of our black listeners out there who happen to be male. 
and are in poverty and want to get out of it. Bachelor Pad Economics, that's for all you guys out there, regardless of age, race, or gender. Or actually, of race. <laughs> it does matter your gender. If you're a girl, you probably aren't going to like the book. Matter of fact, you shouldn't read it, girls. You girls won't like that book at all. Um, so girls are prohibited from reading this book. Um, I, I defy you to read it. And we know exactly where that will lead. Worthless, another great book. You should get Worthless and Reconnaissance Man for any high school graduate coming up this uh, at the end of this school year. Worthless is the young person's indispensable, indispensable guide to choosing the right major. I cannot emphasize enough how important it is. That book is even more important now because tuition costs have not come down. They have not come down. So please get that book. If you, if you care about someone who's about to go off to college, get them that book. It's that simple. Enjoy the decline, living and accepting with the death of the United States. Curse of the high IQ. If you happen to be really smart or you wonder why you're just not getting along with anybody, a lot of guys, getting a lot of guys, it's not even dating. A lot of guys are like, where have all my friends gone? What's going on? Why Why is there so few people that are intellectually stimulating? Why does everyone want to do boring shit? Hell, my neighbor, I'm like, hey, how's it going? Oh, good. What do you got tonight? I'm going to go downtown, go to the concert. I'm like, that just sounds boring as hell. <laughs> You're going to get in line, pay, what was it, 80 bucks? Who Lord knows how much. And you're going to listen to really lousy acoustics when if you just had a decent pair of headphones, you could you could enjoy that at home and walk. Or you could hear the exact same music, much higher quality, and you could be walking around or driving around or enjoying life. But I'm there with people, man. Woo. That was my, uh, my unhearted woo. Woo. Dude, that is awesome. Totally tits. Have fun. Woo. Anyway, get cursed with the high IQ so you can understand the normal people that plague this world. Poor Richard's retirement. That's for all of you who do not have enough money saved up for retirement, and that is all of you. Go to Poor Rich, or go, I'm sorry, go to Amazon.com and get Poor Richard's retirement. Then we have other people's books: Run Guts, Pull Cones, and Pushing Rubber Downhill by Adam Piggott. He also has a website by the same name, Pushing Rubber Downhill. He got into a little tiff. Let's take a look here. Pushing Rubber Downhill. He wrote an article against, um, well, not necessarily against, but criticizing Jordan Peterson as not a a uh, alpha male, which is true. He's not. Um, I think he's courageous, standing up, uh, standing up to academia. But what we got here: throwing away a perfectly good black boy. What's this one? <laughs> oh, this is the Starbucks things. Uh, Sell for one thousand one dollar and two hundred thousand dollar youth program. Oh my God! Is that what uh, Starbucks did? They got off pretty clean with the two hundred thousand dollar youth program, and I'm sure this time, I'm sure this time Starbucks, this two hundred thousand dollars is actually going to help turn those black men and women right around. That's going to close the wage gap and the life expectancy gap and the health gap. What else? The disease gap. This $200,000 youth program, you know, the trillions, quite literally, the trillions of dollars we've spent on all sorts of panoply and uh, potpourri and uh, what's the word I'm looking? Cornucopia of different programs to help out uh, young black men and women, boys and girls. Uh, that didn't work. But this time, Starbucks, your $200,000 youth program, that is going to lickety split 
Help black men and women close those wage gaps and life expectancy gaps. Don't buy my book, Black Man's Got Out of Poverty. Hell no. It was written by a white guy who actually told the truth and used his economics to actually close the gap, provide people with practical measures to help out our black brothers. But fuck no. He's harsh. He's mean. Let's just, you know. I just picture Starbucks. Just a bunch of vaginas, male and female. That's all it is. Just a bunch of vaginas. Anyway, so that's um, that's a Friday Hot Chicks late night edition. One of the, the likelihood is that you are not red pill. Ooh, ooh, hang on. I may link to this. I'm getting mighty sick and tired of the posers in the red pill community. What a Mr. Piggott. There is a certain predictability that goes with the general purpose of to any of my articles that cause controversy, the standard line goes something like this. The article in question creates an uproar that usually consists of arguments centered on misdirection, strawman arguments, ad hominem attacks, and outright lies. I write up a follow-up article that rebucks all the usual bullshit. Crickets. Typically, the first article receive anything from 50 to 100 comments on my site, XY Magazine, and its Facebook page. The follow-up article will usually be lucky to get a total of five comments. Yeah, it's like corrections in the uh, in the newspaper. There's been a great deal of talk over the last 12 months of people being red-pilled. It is the label du jour of the moment. The Z-Man has noticed this trend as well. One of the stranger bits of the current year is how people all over the ideological map are claiming to be woke, aware, and red-pilled, despite believing things that directly contradict things other woke, aware, and red-pilled people believe. Dude, this is the number one thing the left has managed to do, and and it's maybe just this is the latest incarnation of it. But one of the the coup d'etat... The piece de resistance. French is just... Um, the piece de resistance of the left has been convincing their sheep that they're independent-minded and that they're quote-unquote woke and that they're revolutionaries when they are just the biggest bunch of conformists. Like, if you follow what your teachers say, you are not independent-minded. That is the litmus test to you being independent-minded. If you simply regurgitate what your parents and teachers and professors tell you, that is the opposite of rebel without a cause. You are an obedient, supplicant lemming. You are not a critical thinker. You are a robot. You are programmed. You are pathetic. You are worse than a person who's mentally retarded because that person doesn't control their mental retardation. You guys have the capacity to be independent-minded, but you choose instead to go jerk off to your feels and your, your social justice warrioring and your virtue signaling because you don't have to work then. You get value and agency without having to work, and you just regurgitate what you were told. Oh, it's disgusting. Uh, the reality is that people cluster in herds and organize themselves in hierarchies so they feel safe with their place in the world. They create for themselves a habitat that to them feels secure. They then spend an inordinate amount of time finding other people who feel the same way while investing even more time in convincing themselves that whatever it is or who it is that they are currently following is the be-all and end-all of life, the universe, and everything. This investment is done not so they can be right or so that they can know truth. It is so they can belong. The act of being red-pilled is not just about being woke. In fact, the waking part is one of the final steps in the journey. By the time you have awoken, you have already done most of the hard work. You just didn't realize it on a conscious level. The real key to being red-pilled is the ability to think for yourself. I would say also implementing it in action. I thought that's where this article was going to go. This ability is anathema, 
damn it, big fucking English words, to the act of belonging to a group or a crowd. The two must be mutually exclusive. General acceptance is a very big sign that someone is full of shit and trying to sell you something. There you go. This is nothing new. It has been known for millennia, but it doesn't matter as in general people do not want to have to really think for themselves. It is much safer and much more comforting to place one's faith in an external belief and to then rigidly hold to that dogma in the face of any contradictory evidence. People prefer to kill themselves and die still believing rather than face the horrible reality that not only have they been lied to, not only did they fall for it, but they have but that they wanted to fall for it all along. And I would also say that they've wasted their lives. There's an element, or not an element, there's a huge component of buyer's remorse. It took me about 23 years of my adult life to become woke, as we now call it. The number of other red pill men that I know is very small indeed, but there is no red pill community as men who are red pilled don't seek a community. I think they kind of do over the internets. Just like, hey, anyone else out here? Why am I, why am I Jewish all of a sudden? Why do I sound like my great-grandfather? Aaron, Aaron, are you by yourself? Come over here. Great-grandfather will take care of you. Oh, you're going to go out and adventure? Okay, go adventure. Go adventure. Write! Remember to write! <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Write! Remember to write! There's no, there's no red pill leader because men who are red pill don't seek a leader. That is true. The act of being red pill is simultaneously an act of freedom and a burden. The freedom is that you can see now, that you can now see. The burden is that you are almost alone. Yes, but you do run in. Look, we ran into you. We know Piggott. We know kind of the great one. We know, um, I don't want to mention their names because they're private individuals, but I've ran into some truly red pill men. The problem is you got to go get them. You got to go, hey, I'll go. I'll, don't worry, I'll come to you. Never mind. This is the reason that I continue to write on the internet and record podcasts. While I don't seek a community, I do very much like to exchange ideas. It is for my own benefit. Uh, at the top of this page is the link to my personal beliefs and opinion. That page of the following quote. Alter, ba 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 ba. Don't shake things up. Very comments on the article. You're most likely in... Okay. You're most likely not red-pilled, not even a little bit. The most that majority of people manage to do is replace one belief system with another. The most common belief system is to just follow someone and take every pronouncement as just brilliant, man. You get to join a club, be surrounded by other people who think the way you do, feel warm and fuzzy, and collectively turn on anyone so foolish as to question your current deity. If you really want to be red-pilled, you have to begin the task of attempting to think for yourself. Get back to me in 20-odd years and let me know how it's going. I would Fine article, excellent article, but... um. I would say there also has to be action. That's where I thought this one was going to go to. Uh, that, yes, you do have to hit the gym. Yes, you have to diet. Yes, you have to go and do things. You can't just say and be a keyboard warrior hiding behind some Japanese anime avatar. Which is, which if you want to go, like I said before, you want to see what the real red pill community or manistral community looks like, go to a meetup and prepare to be let down. You're like, holy shit, this is the army? <laughs> it still still beats, you know, going to a Democrat National Committee convention or something. Um, all right, so that's a good buddy, Adam Piggott, pushing Rubber Hill. Him and the great one himself at Sinlib Sosh, they uh, put together the Greasy Hole, Greasy Hole, Greasy Pole podcast. 
uh, once a month. That should be coming up relatively soon. And they do a good job. I sent, him, sent to Adam some gifts. He did not like my Irish Spring and Lufa gift I sent to him. I was kind of hurt. Kind of hurt there. So then I sent him another gift. Hopefully he likes the gift that's coming in the mail. <clears throat> the great one himself doesn't get a gift from me. He gets my he gets my presents. I shall I grace him with my presents. Hey, great one. What's up? Actually, I do buy the great one dinner every once in a while for him, allowing me to sleep on his couch. That town is very key and central. If you look at the map, Matt Atham, look this up. Uh, Denver in general is like a really key point because you, you could split off any direction you want to go. Only one way to go over the mountains in that one direction. But I always get to I always get to Denver either on a bike or a car, and I'm like, God dang it, I got options. I could go visit Albuquerque Adam. I could go off over into Kansas City and visit another one. I could go up north. Visit Dirty Harriet, hit the Black Hills. It's just, oh, it's just like, which way do I go? Not Kansas City, because there's really nothing going on there. But yeah, that, that like, well, do I want to go, want to go into the interior of Colorado? Want to hit the mountains? Want to go up, go up the Bighorns, or Black Hills, right? I always, I usually opt for the Black Hills. Usually because I'm on my way back home, and I don't want to go through Nebraska, because Nebraska's so boring. It's like, ah, go up the Black Hills, spend a couple days. Get some hiking in, smoke some cigars. All right, who else we got? Um, Carrie Lutz's book, Viral Podcasting. You can find him on financialsurvivalnetwork.com. Glorious Carl's book, Trade the Ratio. If you're interested in getting into precious metals, I recommend starting with that book. He'll teach you the basics, and then he'll teach you a trading tactic that might work. Roll Tomasi's site, therationalmail.com. You can also buy his whiskey over at tapwhiskey.com. He's got a... Oh, what's the, what's the name of it? I was on the show. They got a live stream going on. Us old farts are finally getting into the live stream that you kids are doing. Assholeconsulting.com. You guys all know about that. Please consider spending the 25 for an email, 35 on average. On average. It's on average. If you write an eight-page request, I'm going to charge you $300. All right? So please be succinct. With your request, or you can you can blather on. I don't care. I'll make four hundred dollars for an eight-page request. That's fine by me. <clears throat> anyway, if you guys got questions, please consider spending on average twenty-five for an email, thirty-five for a video, so that we make sure you don't make a horrible mistake in your life. All the arrogance and cockiness and funny haha set aside. I get the, like these thank you letters in the mail. Like, hey man, thank you. And I look. I'm like, holy shit. For $35, I changed that kid from majoring in criminal justice and he went and majored in mechanical engineering. Or he was living in the ghetto or the trailer park or whatever and now he's he's a lieutenant in the United States Army and he loves it, you know? And it's like, holy shit, that was worth $35. And, and I almost would say I feel good. I almost say the old captain pats himself on the back and he gets a little warm fuzzy in his heart, but his heart was removed many years ago and replaced with a pump. So the pump gets like a, it's slightly less chilled. It's slightly less mechanical. It, it it almost goes, aw. But it's robotic. It goes, ah. That's that's about as warm and fuzzy as my mechanical heart gets. It just goes, ah. Very robotic. So check out assholeconsulting.com. If you know someone who's about to make a spectacularly stupid decision and they're not listening to you, you know, like teenagers, like all teenagers, Send them to assholesconsulting.com. <clears throat> Conservativebrew.com. Get your coffee there if you haven't already. It's better than Black Rifle Coffee. Terribly sorry. It just is. 
jacobsadultplayground.com. Stop there before you go to Vegas. If you've never been to Vegas, he's, he could get you book, uh, book you deals and discounts and stuff like that. Everything Vegas nightlife. He'll say, adult playground, is it porn? It's not porn. It's, I mean, you can get strip clubs, obviously. But I wouldn't worry about that. You can advertise on the podcast. That is uh, $50 a month. That also gets you ads on my blog and uh, a YouTube plug. Although I'm thinking about ending ads in general on the podcast or not promoting them as much because you get more traffic if I link to it on my blog. Which leads to another point that um, Dr. Glenn Reynolds of PJ Media fame was talking about. And that is how blogs might be making a comeback because... YouTube's advertising, anything podcast, anything video or audio podcast and YouTube is just not getting not getting people to get the traffic. I remember having AdSense one time and I remember having YouTube one time I was making money, but I don't think the advertisement, you know, who watches commercials? But if you write in a post and it's very insightful and it's very deep and thoughtful and it's very specific to a topic and you provide a link to something, those people are going to be more likely in condition because they're invested in that article to click on that link. And so I have gotten a lot more people to send traffic out via the blog than I have my uh, podcast. Because you got to remember, like, what was that What was that place Aaron said to go uh, get gold? Well, it was my buddy Mike at mngoldbuyer.com. But if you know, unless you write it down now, you're not going to go there. Uh, our good friend Chad Elkins over at elkinscpa.com if you're looking for an accountant or a... Uh, business consul, uh, consultant, please contact Chad. The best CPA in all the... Nay, nay, all of the world. All of the world. And, and uh, Playboy extraordinaire. This guy's... Holy cow, he's got... He's dating like four girls now at the same time. I'm like, good going, Chad. You whore, you. Uh, then we have the League of Extraordinary Podcasters, World Class Bullshitters, 405 Media. Obsidian Radio, Financial Survival Network, Kanto Talk, spelled C-A-N-T-O, Tom Likas over at BlowMeUpTom.com, Economic Invincibility, Uh, let me put the Invincibility, that's over on YouTube, O'Shea Jackson also on YouTube, Rich Cooper, a.k.a. Entrepreneurs in Cars, he's also on YouTube, Safety Doc Podcast, you can find our good friend Dr. David Perodin over at SafetyPhD.com, Small Scale Life, TJ Martinell, tjmartinell.com, and jimfear138.blogspot.com. All those guys available for podcasts. What else? <clears throat> Michael Kingswood, you can check him out, his books and his podcast. Just search Michael Kingswood Podcast RSS feed. Or search him on Amazon, you'll find a ton of books and articles. And then mtfunow.com. Kind of like a king's castle, but they also have a ton of merch, right? MTFU now, manthefuckupnow.com. They sent me a great mug and a great sweatshirt. It was wonderful. Okay, now we can go on to the news. Now listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? All right. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know which one of these is sad. Let's go with Bill Gates. Bill Gates to buy $60 million horse farm for his 22-year-old daughter's graduation present. Microsoft billionaire Bill Gates has stopped up $16 million for 124-acre property to help further his daughter's writing career. Although Jennifer is currently a full-time student at Stanford University upon graduating this spring, the accomplished young show jumper intends concentrating on competing at the highest level. Of course, 
course, because the hussies, the hussies, I like the hussies. Her father bought the horse farm consisting of three adjoining parcels in North Salem, New York, as a graduation present, according to the New York Post. The property purchase comes just four years after the businessman spent $18 million buying a San Diego ranch from weight loss guru Jenny Craig. Jennifer Gates has been described as one of the United States' top and upcoming U-25 riders. She competes for Evergates Stables, an equestrian team that was created for her. <laughs> you know what, Bill Gates? I was going to read the whole thing, but you know what, Bill Gates? Fuck you, asshole. Just fuck you. You know, I personally like Bill Gates, and he did a lot, nerd, okay, American hero, and <clears throat> captain of industry. But it, this goes back to something. You just proved it to me. You just proved it to me, Bill. You rich people can't raise kids for fucking shit. If you are rich, it's almost like you're guaranteed to raise the shittiest, most worthless, most destructive kids. The, you, you're going to send this girl out and you have totally spoiled her. She's not going to achieve anything in her life. You've, you've made it easy. You've made it. There's no challenges. She hasn't galvanized. She is just, she's as soft as tofu and probably delusional as well. Because you, like every other rich guy, forgot the hard lessons you learned about work ethic and striving and sacrifice and toil and labor. And you just, well, my little brush, nothing's still good for my suburbanite princess. Right, sweetheart? And you actually think, you actually think that the reason for your success was some kind of business managerial skill when it wasn't. It was pain and suffering and galvanization. And you think that just handing these kids, and you're not the only one. I know people personally who have, they're rich, and then they just spoil their little shit kids rotten. And they actually think, they actually think that these kids, of which, some of which aren't even out of college, should be sitting on fucking managerial meetings with the companies that these guys own. Large companies, large companies. Some of them are women too. Not sitting in. I'm talking people who own these companies. And I don't know, how do you guys do this? How do you captains of industries, how do you true entrepreneurs pull yourselves up from the fucking bootstraps although Bill didn't come exactly from poverty? But how do you guys start something and slave away and toil and bleed and sweat and have salt and then it melts and goes into your eye like, ah, shit, there's salt in my eye because I sweated so much. That's this thing that you millennials don't experience. I'll explain it to you later. And then you just, here you go, sweetheart. You take over the business now. Because cause I don't know if you knew this. There's other people involved. Now, thank God you got other people handling Microsoft. You pulled out of that. right? So, so hopefully Microsoft will continue to employ people and make thousands, millions of families happy and living and all that. But for the rest of you assholes that hand off the, the family company and your kids just run it into the ground, do you ever think about like the families that depend on it? Not everybody, I understand, can be an entrepreneur. Not everybody can go and start the company. So please acknowledge that some of these people just want to be a regular worker Joe. A guy wants to work over at the mechanic factory or the wife wants to work over at the the plant or whatever and, and then they come and they pay a good wage because you start a good company and they put their kids through school and blah, 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 blah. 
And you rich fucking assholes completely forgot everything you said. And you don't give a damn about the family. Everything's about your fucking kids and genetics, apparently. Fuck the world. Fuck the people that depend on the corporation. My little princess and, and oh, Chip, Chip Chipperson. <laughs> Chip the fourth. <laughs> he's going to go. He's going to. I will teach you management, son. Oh, by the way, I've paid for your golf fees, your frat dues, and you just take your time getting whatever degree you want, boy, because you're my son and I love you. Even though, like, you hate my guts and you're on drugs and you don't do anything and jack fuck all shit and you've crashed three luxury vehicles already. You're my son and you will raise and you will run and you will be a leader like me. How the fuck do you people forget what it took to start the... Co- you think I'm going to hand off Asshole Consulting? I've talked about Asshole Consulting's legacy issues. The brand name of Asshole Consulting is going to go well beyond me. And I'm going to pass on the mantle to some other asshole. The fuck if it would ever be my kid. It's going to be somebody who suffered and toiled and went through the shit and hell that life has put upon him because that person will be in contact with reality and normal people. He or she will be able to converse and convey and relate to normal fucking people. It will go on and they will know the wisdom of passing on asshole consulting to somebody who strived and struggled to make it in life. And I don't know how, I'm not going to forget the lesson. I sure the fuck ain't going to forget the lesson where I came from and how much fucking bullshit I had to go through to get here. But apparently you rich people forget that lesson. You guys forget everything. You forget what it's like to be a kid. You forget how funny cartoons were. You don't, you don't treat your kids right. You don't let them go have fun. And you drill them all the time in sports and this. And you spoil them freaking run. And you forget how you started and founded a business. And then you hand it off to, to Chaz McPeterson IV or, or Thaddeus McThaddeuson III and you spoil them fucking rotten and then you wonder why they don't know anything about discipline or frugality or budgeting or sacrifice or, or postponement and delayed gratification. And then all of a sudden you're laying off a bunch of people and you got to sell the company for a fraction of what it was worth. And then your, your children piss it away on booze and whores. And at best, at best, they become Kennedys and they get into politics. And then the, the second thing, though, Bill, and this is why it's personal to me. Us guys are getting mighty sick and tired of you baby boomers and now old Gen X fucks dumping your delusional, spoiled little suburbanite daughters on us. We're getting so sick and tired of the mental basket cases you drop on us. We, they, they don't work. They have no clue what we go through. Heaven forbid. I don't know if you guys out there have ever dated a rich girl. I dated a couple. And my God, they're, they are so spoiled rotten, meaning the word rotten. They have no value. All they are is cute. And they cannot understand like I have to work. I have to eat. No, I can't go out every night. I remember one girl. Now, this is, I was in my 20s still. And this girl wanted to go to Devani's. I'm like, I can't afford Devani's. Devani's is just this, basically, it's a sandwich shop joint. It's like a step up from Subway. That's how tight it was. And she's like, you can't afford Devani's? And I want to say, listen, you little spoiled cunt. I don't have dad buy me. And she was. Classic, classic example. Daddy bought her a luxury car. She proceeded to crash. It was a Toyota Solera, brand new. She proceeded to crash that fucker. Then he bought her a brand new lesser car. Brand new though. Uh, it was a, a Nissan Altima. Not Ultima. Altima. <laughs> I didn't even spend that much on my college education. 
She gets it in a car. And this veritable cunt was like pissed off that I wasn't, I wasn't going to take her to Devani's. Not, oh, you can't afford it, or hey, I understand you poor. No, this spineless, cocksucking, motherfucking, pathetic excuse piece for a male just decided to spoil his daughter in opulent wealth and give her no lessons about hard work, discipline, or the fact she might run into people who aren't fucking millionaires. And they'll be poor, and they'll be the salt of the earth, and they'll be good men. But, you know, maybe you got to consider the fact they don't have money. You should be grateful and appreciative because they actually work for their fucking money. No, you guys dump those little cunts into the dating market with delusional expectations. They can never do anything wrong. They're all bipolar. They're all fake committing suicide. And they're all pulling dramatics and crap. And they dare to have poor guys, not not even dare to have us pay for Devani. Devani's isn't good enough. And so, Bill great fucking programmer that you are, you are one shitty motherfucking father. Because now you have just saw it's just a $16 million ranch and the horses. Don't even get me fucking started about the horses. Do not even get me... My God, man. Woe upon the guy that's got to date this girl. And no guy has to. And it's it's, it's unfair to this poor girl. It has nothing to do with her. I feel bad for her. But my God is... I love it. And I think Bill Gates and, and, and Warren Buffett, these were the guys like, we're not going to spoil our children. We're going to make them earn a living. Yeah. Okay. Instead of giving her $16 billion, you're just only going to give her $16 million. You bought her a fuck her own fucking team. <laughs> you rich parents can't raise kids for shit. I don't even have them. I've just dated yours in the past. Oh. <clears throat> The 22-year-old is apparently thriving uh, in the Question Dream awarded Jennifer the 2018 Lionel Garan Hermes Trophy. Well, good for her. I'm glad she makes the horse jump well. The foundation described the amateur writer as a stellar student in the classroom as she balances her writing career and studying human biology. Really? Does she work too? I, You know what? I Oh, what a balancing act. You get to ride horses and you go to school because everything is fucking paid for. Hey, Bill... Bill Gates, if, if by the statistical outside chance, how about this, pal? How about you just give me $1.6 Give me one-tenth of what you gave your daughter and see what I can do with it, motherfucker. My God. <clears throat> you actually think you're raising kids to, to, to oh, well, we're not going to spoil them, Rod. Right? All the money's going to go to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Oh, we didn't do jack shit all in Africa either. You fucking fools with your wealth. My God. It's six. See, here's the other. Let's say I made Bill Gates money. The hell if I'm buying my kid a $16 million ranch. I would, I've told you guys this story before. I'll tell you it again. But if I were ever going to have kids, this was many, many years ago. Where I was like, well, if I had kids, I would, and I was rich. I wouldn't let them know. We'd be like living in a duplex. I'd act like I was, you know, I, I, I thought I could get away. Like, okay, maybe if I was a doctor, I'd wear, um, like a nurse outfit, uh, but I wasn't a doctor. I'd be like an, an orderly or low-ranked nurse. And we'd eat at home, and I wouldn't deny them some of the finer things in life, but it'd be a tree. Okay, we're going to the Black Hills. Everybody hop up in the station wagon. And then, oh, hey, here's here's you know, here's you know a Nintendo Switch. Here's some games. I know you got to have fun, but I'm not buying you fancy clothes. I'm not doing Hey, you know what? College is coming up. You got to work for it. 
All right. And here's the wisdom. You got to major in this and that. And then when they turn 30 and they didn't need my, you know, like they proved themselves to be truly independent men and women, foreign concept to you there, Bill. Like they actually worked hard. They struggled. They were galvanized. I had a truly independent man as a son, a truly independent woman as a daughter. I'd be proud. I'd say, okay, now, oh, by the way, on their 30th birthday, although depending on how many I had, I have to wait till the oldest was like, you know, 36, the youngest turned 30. <clears throat> oh, by the way, now that you're all successful self-supporting adults and you've learned the value of hard work, self-supportation, true independence, being a real man, being a real woman, uh, I'm a multi-billionaire and you're all, here's your $3 billion a piece. Good luck to you. And then they'd look at me and they would actually appreciate it. They would actually appreciate it. And they w- I wouldn't be releasing spoiled little brats into the world who are going to destroy businesses, not to mention destroy dating and career and romance and relationships, anyone that happens to be dating them. And they'd do the same thing. And they wouldn't squander the money. They'd probably go and invest it somewhere else and make it a good rate of return. But my fucking God, you $16 million. Oh, she, is she really? She can swing that, huh? Studying biology and her horse career bill? <clears throat> Upon graduating this spring, she will solely focus on her writing career for a year and then has plans to attend medical school, it said. Well, good for her. At least she's going into a real field. Outlining her writing goals for this year. Oh, this ought to be good. Jeffrey recently said she aimed to be competitive, represent my country as much as possible, and learn from the many talented writers who are part of this amazing sport. It's not a sport! It's not! It is riding horses! It is dressage! It's make them a move one way. Do you shovel their shit? Do you feed them their hay? Do you transport them their water? Do you put the electric device in the water to make sure the water doesn't freeze? Sure you don't. I'm sure you don't. I'm sure you just go and you get all dressed up and you wear your fucking boots with your, your, your switchy stick and then you go ride them. Her first foray, like, like this is exploring Africa in the 1840s, her first foray into the equestrian world was at the age of six when she and her best friend started taking riding lessons together. Several years later, Jennifer was introduced to the hunter-jumper world and pursued a more serious path. It's not serious. This doesn't solve cancer. This doesn't even provide a point-click interface. This does nothing. She is currently competing at the Grand Prix level in some of the most prestigious square square equestrian equestrian sporting events around the world. Can't hate the kid. Don't hate the spoiled suburbanite cunt. Hate the father. Related. And this is probably the most depressing news. But you see, you girls are just going to fork over all your money because of the college experience. And hussies, hussies, I want the hussies. On Derby Day, visiting a college where you can major in horses. You, you understand why I wrote the book Enjoy the Decline? You understand why I wrote it? Aaron, why are you so angry? Why are you so... Why don't you have a... Why aren't you happy more? Why... Because how can you be... I look. I try to ignore it. I go, I'm going to go for a nice long walk. I'm going to... Uh, Florian L. Uh, Ulrich, he sent me a, a documentary on the interwebs. I converted it to MP3. I'm going to listen to it on my headphones. I'm going to go for a nice long walk. I'm, I'm going to... I might get some chocolate chip pancakes. It's not really my cheat day, but I think I deserve them. I'm just going to enjoy life. I'm just going to go on in. Then I got a, I got about a month-long motorcycle ride I'm going to do. I'm going to drop down south into Dallas. 
<clears throat> cut over into Albuquerque. Um, then I'm going to go over to Vegas. And then I'm going to go up Reno, uh, Portland, Washington area. And cut uh, up into Leavenworth and back down in Boise. I'm going to cut over through Jackson, Wyoming. And then spend some time in the Bighorn Mountains and the Black Hills. I'm going to have a lot of fun. I'm going to have more. I'm going to have fun. What? Whether or not I got a $16 million horse ranch or not. But at the same time, I got to I gotta report this to you guys. I have to report this to you. So you know I'm not making it up. You know I'm not off my rocker. I'm not making this shit up. This is how delusional people are. Not to mention, we should mock and ridicule girls, predominantly. Don't tell me there's a shit ton of boys. Please don't tell me that. Girls, stupid enough to piss away, what is it, $134,000 on this program. I want to pay the horses. I want to pay the horses. The horses. Today brings the familiar excitement of the Kentucky Derby. Television-ready mint juleps and perhaps one of the few horse races many of us will watch all year. But an hour's drive from Churchill Downs, students and staff at Midway University may not find time to watch because they're taking care of their own horses. Midway is an old town right in the center of bluegrass, and just on the edge you'll find an old college. And started as the Kentucky Female Orphan School. Of course. Of course. Because guys just ain't stupid enough to major in this dumb shit. I want to major in big dumb animals. I ride and I make them jump over to the thing to play with the horses. Which came along in 1849 and later became Midway College for Women. Now it's co-ed and has grown to a university of 1,200 students. And the school's specialty? Horse plus equine management. What do I fucking tell you? Anything with management in it is a worthless degree. And, and this is like sports management. See, you fucktards, you losers who couldn't become athletes yourself, you st- but you, st- you don't want to work a regular job because that's beneath you. Then you, go, you, become the, you become the little beta orbiters of the athletic world. You become kinesiology majors and sports management world. This is the same thing. These people don't got the fucking money that Bill Gates does or his daughter he gave. They don't get to ride the horse, but we got to go to horse, horsey management. I manage your horses for the horsey people that we do the horses. And I know how to shovel the poo, and I know how, how to feed them the hay, and, and, and then we do horsey management. <clears throat> this has got, I think this is the dumbest major, equine management. I think this is by far the dumbest major I've ever heard. I'm not joking. We got poetry. We got what? Uh, medieval studies. Um... This has got to be the dumbest major of all time. Oh, give it a year or two. You guys, you people will find something something worse. <clears throat> uh, Midway's regular red brick school that's almost surrounded by barns and paddocks. The school's 35 horses spend most of their nights outside, even in wind and ra- spring rains. Early morning brings a dark, a day's dark rest to their stalls. They'll be properly fed and cleaned and brushed by some of the 75 students in the equine program. So you learn to brush their hair, feed horses, and clean them. We had things, they, they used to have programs, they are called farmers. Farmers did that, and you could learn it for free. Matter of fact, if you wanted to go to horse farms, you could probably do that, and they'll let you do it for free. You can learn how to feed and treat horses for free. Oh, 
Freshmen develop skills from the ground up, learning to appreciate sweeping hay twice a day in the barns, because that's why I went to college, to learn how to sweep hay. Ease open, oh, ease open a classroom door and hear two senior women, of course, talk about a presentation for a symposium. Today's subject, a comparison of PEMF devices, a breakdown of Cytowave and Biopulse. Visit 7 a.m., hands-on clinic on how to give vaccines and dewormers. And hear this advice from one teacher. When you are giving the dewormer, make sure not to squirt it out before it's in the horse's mouth. Aha! Aha! Oh, I see she has a minor in really shitty humor. Coy Lindsay is the first male equine management student. Oh, Coy. Oh, man. Soy boy Coy. I can't pick on him, but... I want to look him up, but he's already in a world of hell. Oh, my God. He wants to own his own rodeo in Kentucky. The school, he says, has really helped me a lot in managing techniques and becoming a better leader. What what are you leading? Horses? Dude, I will show you ranches in Wyoming, and you'll become a real fucking cowboy. You'll break some arms, get kicked in the face, get some stitches... Learn to shoot coyotes. Maybe you learn to shoot some mountain lions. And you will work, boy, and you will learn how to do a rodeo. But no, you're going to go to this pampy frilly joke of a school. You're going to major in Hossies. Leader. Leader. And Allie Johnson, also in western Kentucky, who hopes one day to run a horse farm offering programs for kids with special learning needs. Oh, my God. Can you people just work a real fucking job? Where are you going to get the money for kids with special... Like, that market isn't flooded with a bunch of dopey fucking broads with their worthless fucking degrees begging for more taxpayer money. She loves to ride in the indoor arena and says horses have been a big part of her life. I know. Let me guess. Bill lives next door to your dad, and your dad threw just as much money into it as Bill. Whenever I had a lot going on on at home, my horse helped me through a lot of it. I was supposed to be in the house at 10 at night, and I'd go out there and hang out with my horse until midnight. Like I said, boys, it's not bullshit. This is not bullshit. This is taking the pulse of the American body, the American politique. And it's near room temperature. I, the old captain's not crazy. I'm not crazy. The world is going to shit. This is... No, it is. And some of you boys, I think, are paying the price. Some of you are. All right, that's it for the Clary Podcast. I'm going to upload this sucker. I'm going to get the hell out of here. I'm going to go find something else to do. And, um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Bill, Bill, when um, let me know when that money comes in, when I can expect that. You can do it like Patreon or PayPal. You can let me know when I get that $1.6 million, you know, because then, you know, that, that then I'd, I'd really appreciate that because that would go into my position of fuck you and I would be answering to anyone else. All right, we'll see you guys later. Toodles.